gentlemen welcome to the podcast this is the fantasy footballers dfs podcast where we are bringing dfs for the rest of us we're making it just a little bit easier to knock down those doors on draft FanDuel, draft kings help you bring some excitement to the weekend bring a little bit of quiche home so this is what happened ladies and gentlemen you're listening to this a little bit later than usual and i apologize as much as i can for that we had a massive, complete, total tech failure last night when we attempted to record the show. In fact, Jason Moore was going to fill in as the host because I was at a a child's Christmas show event. All the dads out there, all the moms out there, you know what I'm talking about. So I had to miss the show. Unfortunately, everything crapped out, and we were not able to record the show as usual so we had to come up with a way because we know that we're, we're not going to let you down. We're going to get a show out to you. So this is how today's show is going to go. Essentially, I had the fellas, my co-host, Ben Cummins. Follow him on Twitter at BenCumminsFF. And Chris Meany, he's on Twitter at Chris Meany. You know what? I'm on Twitter too, at FFHitman. I had them record their takes on their guys. So you will get all the info that you desire, that you need for this weekend Unfortunately, you will not get my hilarious banter back and forth with them because it's a pre-recorded situation. So, having said that, without any further ado, this is how the show is happening today. Bear with us. Everything should be back to normal next week. But, like we always do, we're going to get into some cash game picks. Straight cash, homie. These are the cash game quarterbacks that we like this week. My cash quarterback is Cam Newton, and I'm liking him more and more by the day. And it's really because of the value of the fantasy game and the matchup. Obviously, with the king, Aaron Rodgers, returning, we should expect that there's more points going to be scored in this game. The over-under has risen. It's now at 47 points. And with Rodgers putting pressure on Cam, I think that can unlock his upside, which is Absolutely welcomed in cash as well, but it's also the matchup. Cam gets a Packers defense that ranks 12th worst in pass DVOA, that has allowed the ninth most passing yards this season, and their rookie cornerback, Kevin King, who has been pretty solid this year on injured reserve. Their default number one cornerback, Devon House, going to miss this game as well. And on top of all of that, Cam Newton leads the league in quarterback leads all quarterbacks in rushing yards on the season with 585 yards. That's an average of 45 rushing yards per game. So Cam is giving you an extra 4.5 points on the ground before we even factor in his five rushing touchdowns on the year, which creates a very safe floor, which is what we're looking for in cash. But I think there's also the upside there as well. And he's somewhat affordable, especially on DraftKings at $6,400, $7,900 on FanDuel, not too bad either. But I really don't think he should be that cheap, especially on DraftKings. Take that 
a fantastic fantasy game. Take that beautiful floor he offers with the rushing. He's at home as well. Really like him in this spot. I'm playing the safest quarterback in fantasy football. If you didn't buy in last week, you probably regret it against Jacksonville. Russell Wilson did exactly what he's done all season long. He averages 24 DraftKings points. He had 24 DraftKings points. He had 24 FanDuel points as well. And again, he's just safe. I know he struggled at times in that Jacksonville game. I know he threw some interceptions. The upside was too high to pass on given the price. He's jumped up a little bit, but I still think there's some value to be had with Russell Wilson, especially on FanDuel, $8,400 on DK as well. $7,300. Again, it's just, he's so safe. I mean, just look at the the game log from Russell Wilson. 24 points, 24 points, 24, 32, 19, 25, 39, 29. He he almost has about 90% of this team's offense. He's, he's, what can you say about Russell Wilson? If, I mean, he can put up 24 fantasy points against the Jacksonville Jaguars in Jacksonville. He can do it at home against the Rams. And if you're looking at DraftKings, 24.9 fantasy points per game with no Carson Wentz anymore. Rest in peace, my boy. I miss you. Hope you come back strong next year. Super, super sad. But for Tom Brady, there's a pretty big gap there now in terms of fantasy points per game. So there's just some safety there with Russell Wilson. And for Tom Brady, he struggled over the past couple weeks. So I'm going to just play Russell Wilson, take that safety, and, and I think still, again, you're going to get him at a discount. So Russell Wilson's my cash quarterback, and just I feel great about it, guys. Before we jump into the running back picks, the cash picks of the week, want to let you all know, if you were foolish and you missed out on the incredible sale of the DFS pass, that thing for 10 bucks, we were giving it away, basically giving it away for a, a couple weeks ago. We want everyone to experience it. So we have lowered the price for the rest of season. No coupon required. Two ten dollars. This thing is jam packed, full of picks, analysis, rankings, incredible tools, incredible value comparison charts. All of the work we do on this show, we we use the tools from the DFS Pass, and so I encourage you check that out. DFSPass.com. Only ten bucks for the remainder of the season and the playoffs. So here are. The running back cash picks we like. My cash game running backs, Le'Veon Bell. I mean, do I do I really even have to talk about this guy? I mean, I don't care what the price is. I'm playing him. Le'Veon Bell in a fantastic fantasy game against the New England Patriots. The over-under is now at a whopping 54 points. And the matchup is Amazing. The Patriots rank dead last in run DVOA. They've allowed the ninth most rushing yards this season, and they've allowed the 11th most rushing yards per game over the past five weeks. And Le'Veon Bell has seen double-digit targets in three out of his last four games. Yeah, targets. And he's a running back. Oh, yeah. In the rushing game, he also leads the league in rush attempts. So you get guaranteed volume. You get an amazing talent, and you get a fantastic fantasy game. The Steelers are at home. Do not pass it up. And as for my other guy, it is Kenyon Drake. However, I will say that Damian Williams returning to practice in a limited fashion on Thursday is really annoying because Kenyon Drake was a lock to me because of the guaranteed volume that we knew he was going to see. He has averaged 29.5 opportunities, that's carries and targets, per game over the last two weeks with Damian Williams on the sideline. And now the matchup against the Bills, so juicy. The Bills ranked fourth worst in run DVOA. They've allowed the six most rushing yards on the year and the fourth most rushing yards over the past five weeks. So there's a lot to love. And I think there's a lot to love even if Damian Williams does suit up because the price is affordable. $5,800 
on DraftKings, 6,500 on FanDuel. A workhorse back should not be that cheap, especially one that is this talented. Kenyon Drake has put a lot of very good film um, on film the last two weeks, and that volume should be there. If Williams takes a little bit of that volume away, I think he becomes not a lock, but still a very, very good play and somebody that you should be able to rely on, especially at a price where it helps and it's a week where you kind of need that salary relief. Yeah, a couple mid-tier running backs here. Latavius Murray is the first guy I'll throw at you guys. $6,200 on Fandle. I think there's some value to be had here on DK. $4,900. I don't even know if Jarek McKinnon's going to play in this game. Latavius Murray can catch. He can catch. If there's no McKinnon, it probably means a few more targets in the passing game, a few more you know, fantasy points, of course. Not sure if Kyle Rudolph is going to play in this game. So I think Murray is actually a fantastic play, and I think he's a pretty sneaky play in tournaments, but I think he's pretty safe here in cash. He's coming off a disappointing performance. It gets a tough Panthers run defense this week. He'll get a Bengals squad who's allowed the most fantasy, um, actually the most rushing yards per game and the fourth most fantasy points to running backs this season. And look at over the last few weeks, this Bengals team, it looks checked out. They were really good to start the season against the run, but Jordan Howard, Tariq Cohen had over 200 yards rushing on them last week. Bell torched them for over 180 total yards. The week before that, Isaiah Correll and Duke Johnson totaled over 160 yards. Their 533 rushing yards allowed over the last four weeks. It's the second highest mark in the league. We're talking about a home favorite uh, against a, a, a team that is just not into it anymore. Uh, a brutal Bengals squad, guys. And for the Vikings, they could lean on Latavius Murray here in the second half. It's it's a high total, like I said, at home. And it's typically what happens with running backs at home. And then Alex Collins, like Drake, the price is, is just too nice. And now Ben was talking about Kenyon Drake, I think is a great play. But I understand it's a tough matchup. Not completely buying in to the Browns' run defense of late. I know Football Outsiders has them as one of the, in fact, the best rush DVOA defense in the entire league. But just look lately. I mean, Jamal Williams had a touchdown, a rushing touchdown. His day wasn't phenomenal on the ground, but he attacked him through the air. Melvin Gordon the week before that, 77 rushing yards. Joe Mixon, who's done really nothing all year, over 100 yards and a rushing touchdown against them. And then the week before that, Leonard Fournette. So for Alex Collins, who has at least 15 carries and two catches and a touchdown in four straight games, how could you ignore him? Five rushing touchdowns over that span, a total of 10 catches on 13 targets. We all thought Danny Woodhead would step into this role, catch a few balls, but it's been Alex Collins who's been involved in the passing game that kind of makes me like him on DraftKings. $5,000 for Alex Collins, 195 rushing yards and 69 receiving yards over his last two games. You can't ignore the volume, the production, or the price. And now we will move it over to the wide receiver picks that we like for your cash teams. And like I've been saying, this is a week where you really do have to find salary relief. And I think I have multiple times in cash locked in some of these best wide receivers in the game with the guaranteed volume, great talent, just safe plays that make you feel really good in cash. But I don't think you can really do that this week because we have to find some affordable plays. And so the first place I'm looking is D.D. Westbrook because I think that we're looking for guaranteed volume just at a cheaper price due to the craziness of this slate. And I think you get it with D.D. Westbrook. Here are his target totals in his four games in the NFL in his career. Six, 10, nine, and eight. His target shares in those four games, 20%. 30.3%, 30% and 29.63%. The volume is there. 
He is a talented player that was very good in college, was very good in the preseason, and has now shown that he's very good catching his first touchdown against the Seahawks last week in real game action. And now he gets a matchup against a Texans defense that ranks middle of the pack in pass DVOA that has allowed the seventh most passing yards on the year and the 11th most passing yards per game over the past five weeks. And the Jaguars are at home. $5,100 on DraftKings. I just love that price. And $5,700 on FanDuel. Because FanDuel, you get $60,000 of salary, not $50,000. He's actually a better value on FanDuel. And then I also love Marquise Goodwin as well. I'm on the Jimmy G train. Now, Goodwin's price has gotten kind of up there. He's $6,000 on DraftKings, $6,600 on FanDuel. So he's not a must because you can find some cheaper plays. But I am just I just love Goodwin. I love Jimmy G. And I love the spot because Jimmy G has been very good the first two weeks. But those his first two starts with the Niners were on the road. Now he gets to play at home for the first time on the Niners against the Tennessee Titans, who rank eighth worst in pass DVOA and that have allowed the 11th most passing yards this season. And Goodwin comes with guaranteed opportunity with not that many other options in this passing game. Obviously, Pierre Garçon is on injured reserve. He's seen 20 targets over the past two weeks, and his target shares in those games have been 21.62% and 36.36%. He's had 205 receiving yards over the past two weeks, and I see him getting close to that 100-yard mark again. And if he finds the end zone this week, oh baby, let's go. So I have to find a way to get Marquise Goodwin in my cash lineup. Going to tackle this Carolina and Green Bay game. We know that Aaron Rodgers is returning. And you know what? Devontae Adams, he really didn't miss a beat without Rodgers anyways. But, you know, he had four touchdowns in his last five games. He's had at least eight catches and double-digit targets in two of his last four. Rodgers is going to play. He cleared himself. Do not ignore the fact that these two connected for four touchdowns over their first four games to start the season. Not buying into the Panthers' secondary. I've said this numerous times over the past few weeks. The Panthers are allowing the most fantasy points to wide receivers over the last four weeks. Adams was awesome last year. He was awesome to start the season. He was top three in red zone targets last year. He is um, probably the number one option, in my opinion, for Aaron Rodgers. And then sticking with this game, how about Devin Funches? Devin Funches, $6,600 on DraftKings. Some value to be had on FanDuel, $7,300. Funches was held with only three catches last week against Xavier Roach, but I think he passed the test. He managed to come away with 59 yards and a touchdown. That's four scores for Funches in his last four games. That's right, touchdowns and bunches for Devin Funches. 26 targets in his last three contests. He's the main passing option for Cam Newton, and it sounds like Rodgers, as I mentioned earlier, is going to play. There's going to be some points, guys, in this in this football game the total continues to rise i think this is a pretty good spot for both funches and adams and we'll get into jordy nelson in just a little bit if you listen to the show you know that after wide receiver we always go to tight end so that's where we're gonna go now i think delaney walker is just so so safe in cash not over the type uh, over the top on the price but obviously it's kind of up there 5200 on DraftKings 6500 on FanDuel but if you can make it work I just think it makes you feel so good putting him in he ranks 3rd in the league at the tight end position in targets and he has a very healthy 7 targets per game average on the year, we thought with all of these weapons coming in, Eric Decker, um, Corey Davis, you know, you name it, that this offense was going to take another step, and it really hasn't, and it's been disappointing because I have been, uh, you know, a fan of Marcus Mariota, and he has let us down this year. But 
it's just meant that Delaney Walker has continued to carry this offense, just like he has the last couple years. And now he gets a matchup against a 49ers defense that ranks third worst in pass DVOA, that has allowed the 13th most passing yards this season, and that has allowed the fourth most passing yards over the past five weeks. Super, super solid option. If you can make it work, feel very good about him in cash. Gronk's back, so we got to play him. $8,500 on FanDuel and $7,300 on DraftKings, of course. I mean, you're not going to get Gronk at a discount. He was suspended last week, over 200 yards and two touchdowns in his last two games. And the Steelers, they've allowed a lot of big plays over the past couple weeks, and this is likely going to be a high-scoring game. The total was at 53 earlier in the week. It's jumped up to 54. And if you watch Brady last week, he had a very hard time completing passes, especially on third down, 0 for 11 on third down. This is remarkable to think about, but he couldn't connect with any of his wide receivers. He missed his boy. Let's be honest. He missed Gronk. I joked that the only pass you know Brady attempted to a wide receiver was to Randy Moss on the sidelines in uh, pregame before the game. But really, jokes aside, he's got Gronk back. The total's high. He's a threat in the red zone. He's the number one option for Brady. Let's play Gronk with confidence. And then we round things out with our DST, our favorite defensive picks of the week. My guess is that the Jacksonville Jaguars are going to be involved somewhere in this in this area i'm going right back to the well with the minnesota vikings they didn't uh come through for me last week but i think i was a week early because i think that this is the week where their greatness as a real nfl defense turns into fantasy points and a lot of them because they get to play at home against a broken offense. The Bengals rank dead last in total yards per game on offense, and they've scored the fifth fewest points in the entire league. Now, again, they have to play on the road against the Vikings. The Vikings are at home, and the Vikings as a defense rank third in total defense, which means they're, they've allowed the third fewest yards per game, and they've also allowed the third fewest points in the entire league. Other than A.J. Green, who I don't see going off in this matchup, the Bengals are really, really looking for weapons, which, you know, makes you wonder, maybe you should try to get John Ross out on the field. But because they're not doing that, their offense is super boring. I see Andy Dalton throwing some interceptions here, getting sacked. And who knows? The Vikings haven't scored a defensive touchdown yet this year. And they're really the only good defense in the league that hasn't done so. Maybe it happens for the first time this week. Love them if you can afford it in cash. I don't know how you don't roll out to Jacksonville Jaguars. I mean, I would actually be a little bit upset if they weren't 80% owned in a lot of tournaments. And $5,900 in FanDuel, we said this before, averaging more fantasy points than any other wide receiver not named Antonio Brown, DeAndre Hopkins, and now Keenan Allen, who's balled out lately. 28 fantasy points and 10 sacks earlier in the year when they played the Houston Texans. And guess what? The Texans are going to roll out TJ. Yates. Good luck. Jacksonville Jaguars will be in every single one of my lineups. I don't know how you don't pay up for them, even on DraftKings. It's in a very expensive price to spend $4,500 on a defense, uh, but I'm playing them. If you want to pivot down off one of them, Vikings, as Ben said, a, a pretty good call, uh, but I'm going to go with uh, Baltimore if I'm going to spend down, but guys, Jacksonville is going to be in my lineup. Now that we've given you the foundation, those foundational players we like for those cash game picks, you know, the safe floor, Still have that upside, guys, that we want to roll with. You got to move it over to the tournament, those GPP plays. You down with GPP? And here's the quarterbacks we like for tournament plays this weekend. Yeah, so there's a lot of quarterbacks in really, really sexy spots this week. And Case Keenum is most definitely not one of them. I think 
it's very easy to look at this Bengals-Vikings game and just think, wow, that's the most boring fantasy football game of all time. I don't want people in that game. But I think that there's hidden value here. Case Keenum gets to play at home, and the Vikings have actually played five out of their last six games on the road, which is just craziness. Now they get to play at home, and they get a banged-up Bengals defense, and you know we're, we're staying on top of these injuries. Check out the DFS injury article. But Adam Jones is out for Pac-Man Jones, out for the year. Draker Patrick is hurt right now. Multiple other players, including Vontez Perfect, are hurt. We'll see what happens. But with them out last week, the Bengals gave up 33 points to the Bears. Okay, the Chicago Bears, the Bears that have scored the fourth fewest points in the entire league. And that game was in Cincinnati. So now we get Case Keenum, who will, you know, be super low owned because of this boring matchup. But we get him at somewhat of an affordable price when we're looking to save some money. And the production has been there. Keenum has thrown two touchdown passes in three straight games. He's thrown for 280 plus passing yards in five out of his last six games. And I just think he's a super, super sneaky play in tournaments. If you're looking to save a little bit of money and you don't know really where to go, I'm feeling it. My let's get nuts quarterback of the week, guys. And much like last week, I don't think it's all that nuts. I mean, Deshaun Kaiser, if you played Deshaun Kaiser last week, and I don't love Kaiser this week. It's not my guy. But if you played him last week, you you were able to get a guy like Shady, Gurley, and Hopkins. And it allowed, I mean, if you did that, you won. So for Foles, think about the superstars that you can get in if you play Nick Foles against this pathetic giant squad. And for Foles, he's better, one of the better backups in the league, you know, better than some team starters, really, in my opinion. And he's been this in, in this exact same situation before with the Eagles. He did a very good job with them in 2013. 27 touchdowns, only two interceptions. I understand one game he threw seven touchdowns, but doesn't that excite you just a little bit in a tournament that he has had a seven-touchdown game? I'm not saying he's going to do that, but he is surrounded by some talented weapons, including a solid run game. Foles is going to be fine and in a pressure situation last week coming in cold off the bench he was six for ten with 42 yards he made a couple critical throws to ice the game for the eagles the giants have absolutely nobody on defense right now they've allowed the most yards in the nfl the second most passing yards the second most rushing yards they've allowed the most fantasy points to quarterbacks they've also allowed a league high 26 passing touchdowns tell me Foles is not worth the price this uh, in tournaments i mean he's certainly worth the shot and for dak prescott last week he had a career-high passing yards against the Giants. It just goes to show how bad this Giants squad is. And if you're playing on FanDuel, something new that they've incorporated this week is they have a contest with a flex and a super flex. They've eliminated kickers and defenses altogether. Two wide receivers, two running backs. There's a flex where you can play a wide receiver and a running back or another tight end. And then there's a super flex where you can play a second quarterback if you want or another running back, a wide receiver, and a tight end. And this just allows you obviously to do double team stacks, which is certainly exciting, a different strategy um, involved there. But for Foles, he's the perfect guy for that kind of contest. I mean, you can spend up on one of these quarterbacks like you love, hit him high and hit him low. So you can spend up for a quarterback and, you know, whether you want to go Rodgers, whether you want to go Wilson, Cam Newton, whatever you want to do. And then you can spend down on a guy like Nick Foles, not only is a little bit contrarian, but it allows you to spend up elsewhere. And I think that's actually key to get some of those superstars in your lineup this week. And now let's turn it over to the running back GPP picks of the week. Yeah, so Mark Ingram is really good at football. He's a stud. And I know Alvin Kamara is too. And I freaking love Alvin Kamara. But even with the concussion, he's he's been cleared. He's going to play. I still see Alvin Kamara being higher owned in tournaments. 
And I went and checked out the buzz report on the DFS pass, and it told me the same thing. Kamara is higher up there, and Ingram barely makes the top 10. And unlike the game against the Chargers a couple, or I'm sorry, the uh, the Rams, the Los Angeles Rams a couple weeks ago, where Kamara went off, and a lot of it was in the passing game, I see this being a game where we're going to one exposure to the bell cow running back that gets more carries. Because... The Saints are 16-point favorites at home, and the Jets are without Josh McCown. So because they're such high favorites, that tells me that Mark Ingram is probably the better play. And it pains me to say because I love Alvin Kamara, but I think that everybody's on that train. And Alvin Kamara will be higher owned in tournaments. That is my belief. But at the same time, Mark Ingram has ran the ball 105 more times than Kamara on the season. That's a wide enough margin for me to say, you know, if the Saints are up by multiple touchdowns and they are going with this ground and pound attack that they've kind of done this year, I see Mark Ingram benefiting from this fantasy game more than Alvin Kamara. And with Le'Veon Bell on this slate and... Alvin Kamara on this slate. I think Mark Ingram's probably going to come in a little bit lower owned than you would think. So I really like Alvin Kamara and then I really like Mike Davis. And we have to check the injury report because he was on there with a little bit of a ribs issue. But if he plays $4,000 on DraftKings, $5,800 on FanDuel, especially love that $4,000 price on DraftKings. Again, when we have to find a way to save money. And when I'm saving money, I want to get guaranteed opportunity, which is why I love D.D. Westbrook at his price. But Mike Davis, in the two games that he started and finished, has seen 20 and 17 opportunities in those games, respectively. And now he gets to play in a game with a current over-under of 47.5 points against a Rams defense that ranks 12th worst in run DVOA, and that has allowed the fifth most rushing yards on the entire season. And oh yeah, Mike Davis gets to play with Russell Wilson, who I think is the MVP. He came through at the end of the game against the Jaguars, and I think Mike Davis has put a lot of talent on tape as well. He's really impressed me the last couple weeks, so I am absolutely excited to play Mike Davis as long as he's he's good to go, and it looks like he's trending in that direction. Going with Shady here in a tournament, uh, you know, earlier in the week I saw you know projected snow again at Buffalo, and I got excited. I mean, I played Shady last week, and I tweeted it out that this guy loves the snow, and you know what? He tweeted it out as well. He posted a picture on Instagram about his game in Philly a couple years ago in the snow, and then the game last week in the snow, and he also hashtagged it with... 10k chase i mean this guy cares about his numbers more than anybody in football i really do believe that he's very vocal about it he's uh, you know a handful of yards away from 10,000, and i think he's going to get it this week and and what is going to be a game where both teams rely on the run the bills are a run heavy team anyway so for Lashawn mccoy uh, $8,500 on FanDuel. I think that's a steal. I think there's some really good value to be had for shady $8,400 on DraftKings, and then another running back it depends on the slate here. Of course, it's not a Sunday slate, but I think it's important actually to get the Saturday games involved in your contest. And Sunday for Devontae Freeman is another running back that I like. and Perhaps no Tevin Coleman, but Kareem Hunt. I'm going to Kareem Hunt in tournaments. We touched on him last week, and he was a really good play. And this is the way that you attack the Chargers on the ground. I mean, they're a hard team to pass on the Chiefs. Finally gave the ball to Hunt, and go figure. He was good. 116 yards 
rushing yards, 25 carries, a rushing touchdown. He caught three balls. It's back-to-back games with three catches. Most likely back-to-back games with around 20 touches coming up for him this weekend. Uh, I mentioned the Chargers, the way to attack them on the ground. They've allowed the fourth most rushing yards per game, and they have allowed the second most uh, yards per carry, the second highest yards per carry mark, rather, 4.7 yards per carry uh, allowed. So Kareem Hunt, get him in there. Before we move into the wide receivers, I just want to say another apology that there's not nearly enough of me on this show this weekend. Don't worry. I'm going to correct that next weekend. It's just it's just going to be me talking the entire time. It won't actually be that. But let's move over to the wide receivers. So correlating with my thoughts on Case Keenum, I also really like Stephon Diggs in this spot. And it's basically the same thing. The Bengals defense is so banged up. They allowed 33 points to the Bears. And the Bengals were at home in that game. And Adam Jones isn't going to play. We'll keep an eye on all these other cornerbacks. But I think Diggs has a good matchup. And on top of that, Kyle Rudolph doesn't look like he's going to play. He's trending like he's going to miss. And he's seen the same amount of targets on the season that Diggs has. You take him off the field, and I think Diggs' target share goes up. And we all love Thielen. He's a a great play again. But in tournaments, again, especially where we have to save this money, Diggs is a guy that I think goes pretty low owned, but I think he's in a spot where he could blow up. Again, the Vikings been on the road five out of the last six weeks, and Diggs, because he's been hurt, has only played in four home games this year. And this could be somewhat noise, but I think that it's interesting. In only four home games this year, in two of those, granted, it was the beginning of the season, but in two of those, Diggs has put up DraftKings totals of 27.7 and 40.3. I think he has a lot more upside in this matchup than most realize, and that's why he falls into the tournament category for me, especially at an affordable price. And at an even more affordable price is Randall Cobb, and I think that uh, early listeners to this podcast know that I am a fan of Cobb, especially when the legend Aaron Rodgers is throwing him the football. And we can get Randall Cobb at $4,900 on DraftKings and $5,700 on FanDuel. Those are nice prices. And what I think I see happening here is Rodgers coming back and being great. But obviously, the Packers want to protect him. They want to make sure he stays healthy. And he's got to shake off a little bit of rust. And I can't believe I just said that because we're talking about Aaron Rodgers. But I do think that we see some short passes to start the game. And I think that means that Randall Cobb is going to be his best friend, especially because there's no Martellus Bennett anymore on the team. And they really don't have a tight end that they can trust. Ty Montgomery's not out there catching a ton of passes out of the backfield. And Jamal Williams has looked great. But still, I see Randall Cobb being Aaron Rodgers' best friend, at least to start the game, and I think he has much higher upside than people realize. He has he had double-digit DraftKings points in three out of four games when Rodgers was healthy because Cobb got hurt a little bit there himself. And now Cobb projects to line up against Captain Munerlin, who is pro football focuses number 97 ranked cornerback on the season, and he really hasn't even been playing a ton for Carolina. They've actually been playing uh, Shaq, uh, uh, I forget I forget his full name, but they have a, kind of like a linebacker that's been playing a big nickel, and he missed last week with plantar fasciitis, and we don't know if he's going to play this week or not, and so Captain Munderland actually played the most snaps he's played all season last week, And again, as Pro Football Focus is telling you, he's not very good. Oh yeah, on top of all that, he walked out of practice on Wednesday 
and he wasn't hurt and the team really hasn't talked about it, but there was some weirdness there going on. And so Cobb has a good matchup in the slot. He catches passes from Rodgers. There's reasons to believe that Rodgers would want to hit him on some short routes to, you know, add up those PPR receptions that we love in DFS because every single DFS website is at least half point PPR and he's cheap and it's, it's unique exposure to the God Aaron Rodgers. So I am in on Cobb. He is actually in my cash lineup right now and he's going to be in my tournament lineup as well. Love Des Bryant here. I, I love Des Bryant actually in cash. I think he's a wide receiver one this week. There's some value to be had on FanDuel. $7,000 on DK as well. I mean, $6,500 for Des Bryant, a touchdown in back-to-back games. You can expect Dak to continue to get involved in what is a must-win situation for the Dallas Cowboys. He's hit double-digit fantasy points in three of his last four games. He's, you know, he's been targeted really all year long, but I love this matchup. Albert Wilson, Tyreek Hill. They had 70-plus yards against the Raiders last week. Benny Fowler and Cody Lattimore in Week 12 both found the end zones. So for Des Bryant, I'm going to play him. And then Juju Smith-Schuster. Keep an eye on Juju. I think it's a must that he gets on the practice field on Friday. It, 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 you know, He was sidelined on Thursday with a hamstring injury. He missed a couple weeks ago. You can pivot off him to Martavis Bryant if you want, or Jesse James. I know we'll get into tight ends in a little bit, but if no Juju, I will definitely play Jesse James. We'll talk about him actually in just a little bit. But for Juju, this is all about the total. It's a very, very high total. His salary has dropped because of the suspension, because he missed a game a couple weeks ago with that hamstring injury. $5,400 on DraftKings. I'd like to attack this game. And if Juju doesn't play, I'll I'll throw out um, Muhammad Sanu at you. And again, get into a contest that has the Monday game because Ryan and Sanu, it's a phenomenal matchup. Tampa Bay has allowed the most receiving yards, the most fantasy points to wide receivers, eight catches, 64 yards just three weeks ago for Sanu against Tampa Bay. Uh, I think he's very affordable. So just attack that game. There's no more Monday, Thursday anymore. The Thursday is gone. So try to get into a contest where you have that Monday game. I think the, the you know, you can attack the Bucks for sure. So I think you can get in some Atlanta players and start with Sanu. All right, Ben Chris, tight end GPP plays this weekend. Hit me. And at tight end, Jimmy Graham did not catch a pass last week. So I think that automatically qualifies him as a tournament play, right? Because of that whole recency bias thing and stuff. But uh, one game does not make a season, obviously. Graham still ranks fourth at the tight end position in targets and in DraftKings points, again, where I'm looking at most of my research and where I do most of my playing. And he's tied for the second most touchdown receptions in the entire league still. Gets to play with Russell Wilson gets to play at home, and gets to play in a good fantasy game with an over-under of 47.5 points. The Rams are going to put up points, and the Rams' defense has allowed the eighth most passing yards per game over the past five weeks. And the other thing that I love, and we've touched about the, we've touched on this on, on recent podcasts, is Graham's price really still doesn't make any sense. $4,900 on DraftKings is pretty cheap when you look at who he's compared to. And then $6,700 on FanDuel makes more sense. But if you're playing on DraftKings, and you're looking for a tight end that has a ton of upside and that's pretty affordable where we really don't have that free square Trey Burton this week like I touched on earlier, then Jimmy Graham's your guy at 4,900. He has the upside. And he could be lower owned because he didn't catch a pass last week. But is this week going to correlate whatsoever with a matchup against the Jaguars? No, probably not. 
Playing Zach Ertz. Zach Ertz, he returned to the practice field. He's he's going to play this Sunday. He cleared concussion protocol. This is a really all about the Giants, guys. They've allowed the most points to tight ends. 11 touchdowns on the season. That is tops. Ertz had eight catches and a touchdown earlier in the year against the Giants. How will the chemistry be between him and Foles? Well, they played together in 2013 when Ertz was a rookie. The duo hooked up four passing touchdowns that that year and he was heavily involved in the offense towards the end of the season these two will be fine and this is a really good matchup and I think you're going to get him with some value over on DraftKings because he's he's jumped down a little bit Ertz was it was pretty expensive you know a few weeks ago he was one of the most consistent players in football six thousand dollars on DraftKings I feel really confident about Zach Ertz this week after the GPP picks you know we move into our favorite stacks of the week Stack Attack. If you want to get a little bit nuts, and that's we frequently get nuts on this show, I love the stack of going with Cameron Newton and Devin Funches. Devin has scrumptious himself. I think that Funches is a fantastic play this week. Not only is fantastic, but also very safe. And you know that Cam has that upside. But I also like to bring the people. That cheap, that sneaky option. It's going to feel a little bit gross, so I recommend only four GPPs. But Mitch Trubisky coming off his best game as a pro. He was actually a quarterback one last week, believe it or not. And his go-to target at the tight end position is Adam Shaheen. So you want to save a little bit of cash, get fully loaded with superstars elsewhere. I recommend those stacks. Now let's hear what the fellas have to say. Hope you could hear the excitement in my voice because my stack of the week is Jimmy G and Marquise Goodwin. And it was one of my favorite stacks last week and it was pretty solid, but I see uh, even more upside in this game. Jimmy G's first start on the Niners at home in a good matchup and Goodwin, I don't care if he's not a household name or not. He's a super solid fantasy asset right now. He has the volume and he has the talent and the quality of targets from Jimmy G have blown up and have gotten much, much better. I know a lot of people are going to stack Pittsburgh and New England and Carolina to some extent and Green Bay, but those are really expensive stacks. So I think a contrarian stack could certainly be this Eagles one that I've already talked about. And it's Foles, who's really cheap, and it's Zach Ertz. I think there's some chemistry there, as I already mentioned, from the 2013 season. It's, a, and it's an affordable stack, a contrarian stack. And if you want to get a little bit crazy, as you know you like to get nuts here, I have no problem actually rolling out Alshon Jeffrey as well, who's dropped down to the $5,000 range. I look at that 2013 season, and I think about all the deep shots that Foles took with Jeremy Macklin, and Macklin had double-digit touchdowns that season. I look at that small little sample size against the Rams last week where he took a shot in the end zone with Alshon Jeffrey. This Giants team is not good, so it's an affordable stack. Do not judge Foles on Jeff Fisher and his time with the Rams a couple years ago. Look at this system. He's been with Doug Peterson before. He knows the playbook. This is a really good matchup. Roll out these guys. I'm telling you, it's going to pay off for people. This will be the first time that I have headed into the DFS Battle Royale and not knowing what opponents I will be going up against, but here we are. DFS Battle Royale. This lineup, I mean, this, this lineup has been kissed with glory because not only was I involved in making it, but Jason Moore, we comboed. We put our heads together, and we put up a fantastic team. I'm very proud. So here's the lineup we're going to go with. 
that that stack I talked about, yeah, we're rolling with it. Cam Newton, Devin Funchess, about 13K just to get those two guys in. A tremendous upside. Then we're going to save a little bit of money at the running back position. Alex Collins is still hysterically priced at $5,000 in a fantastic matchup. He's playing out of his mind. Speaking of playing out of his mind is Kenyon Drake, who has been absolutely unbelievable once the opportunity arose. The third-round rookie pick from a few years ago. Julio Jones is a man who cannot be stopped against Tampa Bay. Check out the Fantasy Footballers podcast because Jason rattles off some numbers that are absolutely unworldly. Because uh, I'm coming off the top of my head, but essentially in about seven games, Julio Jones has put up over 900 yards and 60 receptions in his games against Tampa Bay. Marvin Jones, like his upside this week, Mr. Necessary Charles Clay coming in at the tight end position. Great matchup. Should have Tyrod Taylor back. Mike Davis, running back for the Seattle Seahawks, is priced wrong at $4,000 as the Los Angeles Rams are susceptible on the ground. Seahawks at home. I like it. And at the defensive position, come on now. Come on now. You know that it's the Jacksonville Jaguars. Now that you've heard the winning lineup, I will throw to my colleagues so they can give you their second and third place teams. And as for the DFS Battle Royale, man, this is a very tough week, like I've been saying. It is hard, and you have to make some tough decisions this week. So I have definitely been uh, back and forth with a couple of my plays. I I like too many players, and I can't afford all of them because of what I want to do. So I'm absolutely playing Le'Veon Bell. I hope Damian Williams doesn't crash this party because I'm playing Kenyon Drake to get that volume. And in my flex, I'm going three running backs. Like I talked about, love Mike Davis at his price, throwing him in there as well. Want D.D. Westbrook at his affordable price. Got to play Marquise Goodwin. And I love Diggs, but I'm actually not going to play him in my cash lineup because I'm going to play Randall Cobb instead. It allows me to save some salary. And I believe in number 12, and I believe in Cobb having a renaissance catching passes from number 12. And what that allows me to do is it allows me to play Jimmy Graham at tight end. It allows me to get my favorite defensive play um, in terms of salary and in terms of what they're going to do, the Vikings in there. And that gives me enough money to play Cam Newton at quarterback, which I feel like with that lineup, I shouldn't even be able to afford him. So feeling really good about this and bring it, boys. Yeah, the battle royale. I've talked enough about the Eagles, so I'm just Nick Foles, guys, is my quarterback. And I just, again, I played Kaiser last week and it allowed me to spend up elsewhere. And if you did that, you were very successful. So Foles is the quarterback. Le'Veon Bell is my running back. And I think this is just, I mean, it's a must play for Le'Veon Bell. Patriots allowing a league high 5.0 yards per carry and 41 targets, 35 catches, and 328 receiving yards over the last four games. It's just absurd for Bell. Kenyon Drake is my running back. I'm so impressed with Kenyon Drake. This guy is awesome. The Drake. Funches in at wide receiver, $6,600. Jordy Nelson, listen to this quote from Rodgers earlier this week. I know there's a lot of juice left in 87. Is how he starts, 87, of course. Jordy Nelson. I'd like to fill that up this week. It sounds dirty. But I like it. I'm not really sure what it means, uh, but Jordy Nelson is going to be in there. This guy is a touchdown touchdown machine uh, with Aaron Rodgers last year. He led the league in red zone targets. Uh, You know, he was on pace to do that again. So Jordy Nelson is going to be in there. You're going to fill him up with juice, guys. And D.D. Westbrook as well. I love D.D. Westbrook, $5,100. He's been balling out lately. Jesse James, as I mentioned, is going to be in my tight end. I want a piece of this offense. It's the cheapest piece to get. 
Last week, 12 targets, 10 catches, 97 yards. The Patriots have struggled to cover tight ends, and they've really been struggling with their middle linebackers covering those those you know slot wide receivers and then the tight ends. So Jesse James and then Kerwin Williams. I really like Kerwin Williams. Adrian Peterson is not going to play in this game. And for Kerwin Williams, just quickly, guys, I mean, 20 attempts, 16 attempts. So it says 36 rushing attempts over the last two weeks, 97 yards, 37 yards. Caught a ball. I know that's not what he does, but he did catch a ball last week. He hasn't found the end zone yet, but this Washington defense has really, really struggled. They've allowed 25.3 fantasy points per game to running backs over the last four weeks. That's the second highest mark. And they've allowed the most rushing yards over the last four weeks, 569 rushing yards and four rushing touchdowns. So Kerwin Williams, and I already mentioned the Jacksonville Jaguars, my defense. All right, ladies and gentlemen, there it is. The hack job cut together post-produced show of the fantasy footballers DFS podcast. We made it through. You made it through. The great news is the information is all still fantastic and will help you take down, take down some victories this weekend. If you're jumping on draft, FanDuel or DraftKings. So that is it for me, ladies and gentlemen. I hope you smash it this weekend. Hope you smash it every weekend, really. But this one, this one should be a good one. Also, good luck to everyone in your semifinals of your redraft and your keeper leagues. Until next time, where technology should be working better. I'm your host, Mike, the Fantasy Man. Right. We will see you next time. Goodbye. Listening to another edition of the Fantasy Footballers DFS podcast. Don't forget to visit us on the web at www.thefantasyfootballers.com.